Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is Optimal Startup Daily, episode 457, How Often Should You Publish? by Seth Godin of seths.blog. And I am Dan. I am here every single day as your host and narrator reading to you And that includes weekends and holidays like today and tomorrow. So uh, happy New Year's Eve if you're listening in real time. And with that, we're going to hear another post as we optimize your life. How Often Should You Publish? By Seth Godin of seths.blog How many movies should you star in next year? How many records should you release? How many songs should you write? How many times a week should you post to your blog? And when should my next book come out, or your next newsletter, or that next cartoon? What about Nike? They launch more than one product every day. Is that too many? A lot of the stuff marketers make is unanticipated, impersonal, irrelevant junk that consumers merely tolerate. But some of it is not spam, it's content. Stuff worth reading, worth paying for, at the very least, worth paying attention to. So, how often? This discussion is usually filled with superstitions, traditions, and half-truths. Daily comics come out every day because that's when newspapers always came out. And newspapers came out once a day because it was too expensive to publish three times a day. And advertisers and readers wouldn't support the extra expense. When movies were met with great fanfare and often stayed in the theaters for months, it was suicide for a big movie star to do three or four movies a year. But in a DVD YouTube world, there's not a lot of evidence that this pace makes as much sense. Saturday Night Live was on every week because there's only one Saturday a week. But if it had launched today, it's hard to see the benefit of it being a weekly. I'd like to propose that you think about it differently. There's front list and back list. Front list means the new releases, the hits, the stuff that fanboys are looking for or paying attention to. Front list gets all the attention, all the glory, and all the excitement. They write about front list in the paper, and we talk about the front list at dinner. Dig is the front list. Siskel and Ebert is the front list. Backlist is Catcher in the Rye, or 1984. Backlist is the long tail, the idea, and now the long tail, the book. In a digital world, backlist is where the rest of the attention ends up and where all the real money is made. Backlist doesn't show up in the news, but Google is 95% backlist. So is Amazon. Sitting in a meeting yesterday, I brainstormed a term, haystack marketing. I googled it to see if someone else was using it. You guessed it, number one match was an article I wrote eight months ago. Google doesn't forget, even if you do. So here's the strategy. One, assemble a tribe, a group of true fans, followers, people who have given you permission. Give them all the front list they can handle. 
make it easy for them to spread the word, to dig you or bring a friend to your movie or buy your new book for their friends. If you create too much content for this crowd, then you're publishing too much. They care and they want to hear from you. Two, promote your backlist. Invest significant time and money to make your backlist available, to recirculate it, to have it adopted as a textbook in English class or featured on Netflix or part of a retrospective on TV. Take all that money you waste in front list marketing and spend it on the backlist instead. Three, repeat. Front list becomes backlist. Backlist grows. Fan base grows. It scales. Front list reaches your fans. Your fans spread the word and eventually your backlist reaches everyone else. The backlist turns some people into fans who then look for the front list. The best-selling fiction authors, with one exception, all got hassled by their publishers for writing too often. Earl Stanley Gardner, Agatha Christie, Stephen King, J.K. Rowling. All but one had to write under a pseudonym because their publishers said they wrote too much. Nonsense. They wrote for their tribe. They give their followers just barely enough to read. Not too much. Not by a long shot. And then they were lucky enough to have persistent and talented publishers that managed to get their backlist read over and over by millions of people. People who turned into fans. Key assertion. You don't publish it unless it's good. You don't write more blog posts than you can support. Don't ship more variations of that software than your engineers can make marvelous. But given that you've got enough bench strength, enough remarkability to spare, now what? When I look at my work, I think I'm in sync with my readers. One blog post a day feels right, while 10, which some bloggers pull off, wouldn't work for us. One book a year feels right, while three a decade, which Malcolm Gladwell does, wouldn't work for me or my core readers. On the other hand, I do a lousy job of self-marketing my backlist. I have no doubt that a more patient push of the dip would have doubled the numbers of books I sold, but posting about quitting all the time would have annoyed you guys to no end. It's still selling well, but given the base of sales, a big frontlist launch can lead to even bigger backlist, of course, more focus on the backlist would have been a profitable choice. The thing is, organizations can do this far better than an individual author can. Example, in the last month, four of my books have been mentioned in the New York Times, The Dip, All Marketers Are Liars, Meatball Sunday, and Small is the New Big. All backlist, all to people not in our tribe. This is far more useful and surprisingly predictable than the hit or miss nature of frontlist promotion. In my case, I think I'm putting my skills to better use when I'm writing, but that means I need to figure out how my backlist is going to get noticed. If you've got a team, part of the team should obsess about the backlist, honing it, editing it, and promoting it, while the rest work to generate, as opposed to promote, the front list. The opportunity isn't to give in to temptation and figure out how to recklessly and expensively market the front list. It is to adopt a long and slow and ultimately profitable strategy of marketing your ever-growing backlist. You just listened to the post titled How Often Should You Publish by Seth Godin of seths.blog. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. 
And one of the things I really love about Indeed is that it filters out those incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com startup. So just go to indeed.com startup right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com startup. Terms and conditions apply. And big thanks to Seth, who is a super popular writer with 19 best-selling books. He's also the creator of Alt-MBA, which is an online leadership and management workshop. Alt-MBA uses digital tools to engage with small groups of 120 students in an intense four-week process. It's been going on since 2015 and has transformed the lives of more than 4,500 people in more than 70 countries. And a little more about Seth, uh, he has been writing daily on his blog for over a decade now, and more than 60,000 people have taken his online courses. He also has five TED Talks. His site is definitely worth checking out. He's got a lot to offer there. You can find his massive blog, but also books, podcasts, speaking, and so much more, all right there on his site. But that is it for today. Happy New Year's Eve once again, and I'll be back again with you tomorrow in 2022. So I'll see you next year where your optimal life awaits.